0: Hey everyone, this is Michael. Welcome back to Elevate Retake. We want you to experience faith as the continual everyday process of learning more about the Bible, ourselves, and God, and believe this podcast will be just what you need to come to a closer relationship with God. This is our retake episode for the week. If you haven't listened to the message, you wanna go back and do that. It's called Thieves, Servants, and Bridesmaids, and it's a look at Matthew 24, 42 through 25, 13. And the whole premise of this episode is to retake that message. Taylor and I sit down in the studio and talk through the message. Again, I asked her questions of what she got out of it, what she heard, and we get to dive deeper into that passage of scripture. So this is a fun conversation. I can't wait to have you hear it. And we begin our conversation. I asked Taylor what stuck out to her from the message. So (laughs) So what, what stuck out to you from, from the message?
1: Well, Initially what stuck out to me was how the first part I felt ready for. I felt like talking about the faithful and sensible servant. That made sense to me, which also worried me because not many things make complete sense in the Bible. So I was like, "Um, oh, head scratching. This is odd that I actually understand this. I feel like I'm missing something." Um, but I loved after cuz I did my study and then listen to your sermon. And I loved how I kind of thought, man, like, is there anything else I can get out of specifically chapter 24, verse 40, 45, 45 through 51. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out like, did I get it all? Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. But I loved how in your sermon, I made a note about you saying that the faithful servant made sure that not only was he taking care of things and making sure that he was going to make the master happy, but in, in the midst of taking care of everything, he took care of others Mm -hmm. and he was taking care of them. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I view that as like taking care of others before yourself Mm -hmm. and, I love that because that's the type of person that I want to be. And so that gave me a different perspective because then I was like, oh, he's not just like, oh, I'm going to do everything to please the master and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be good and this and that. He was he was just exactly what I want to be whenever I'm a follower of Christ. I want to take care of others before myself. I want to think of others and what I can do for them before being greedy and being worldly. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was really cool because that was something I hadn't really picked up on I thought that I had just figured it out so anyways yeah
0: that's the interesting thing about scripture right because uh sometimes you know we're taught these stories or it's like oh face level like oh this makes sense Mm -hmm. we dwell upon it a little bit more it's like oh there's a there's a little bit more going on there right one thing I didn't get to completely unpack in the um the in the message Mm -hmm. was this idea of both the the good servant and the evil servant represented the master and so think about what they were portraying to their fellow servants yes about who the master was
1: that's true oh my goodness that goes like way deeper (laughs) that's like what
0: yeah that's really true though and it's it's interesting to think about too and I, and it's also why i spent a lot of time in the, in the message to talk about there's nothing that we can we can do of ourselves to earn salvation yes but this idea that god looks for our characters to be a representation of who he is mm-hmm. there's nothing that we can do it, it's all about god's transformation I, I i we can't we can't do anything to get there no but through god transforming our lives we can we can make a little bit of a difference right yeah and so you think about sure. how The good servant represented the master well. The Mm -hmm. evil servant misrepresented the master. And then you apply that to today and look at how some people are upset with Christians because we haven't represented God well.
1: Yes, I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I know, I think about that. And whether that be in the church, whether that be outside of the church, I strive to not focus on that and say how can I be different mm-hmm. because it's not like oh well this person did this or I don't agree with this well that's the exact point like mm-hmm. okay well if you don't agree with it then be better yourself. I find it so interesting that and I like literally just pieces together a few <laughs> seconds ago <laughs> but I found that I understood that parable quite well and I feel like I understand the parable of the 10 bridesmaids but what I find so interesting is It's just the exact opposite. So how we are supposed to put others above ourselves, Mm -hmm. well, that was not portrayed at all in this parable, which is also something that really threw me for a loop because (laughs) in looking at parables, I was always taught growing up that, you know, you look for the good, you look for the bad, but you obviously want to be like the good. Mm -hmm. So in this one, I was like, okay, so the ones who were prepared and had extra, okay, they're good. And then the ones who didn't and were asking for the extra oil, I guess they're the bad ones. But that kind of upset me because I was like, wait a second, why would Jesus, like, why would this be in the Bible if it's like, in my opinion, like directly going against what he's taught us, which is to put others above ourselves because the five bridesmaids with the oil didn't share. And I was like, oh that's the number one rule that I grew up with. Like (laughs) my childhood was like, no, Taylor, you have to share this. You have to share that, which I love. I think that's awesome. So definitely in my head, I was like, okay, there's something I'm missing here. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not quite sure what it is, but it was definitely frustrating me (laughs) until I listened to your sermon. And then I was like, oh my goodness, that's it. It's because we need to be the ones shouting and letting people know and having our eyes open the whole time. Yeah, which I hadn't thought of. Yeah. So.
0: And that you know that's the the classic interpretation of that story. You've got wise versus foolish. Mm-hmm. And the other, the thing to think about in in that is Jesus calling the wise wise a, a prescriptive of his, his, their behavior, or yeah. is he condoning that? Oh, this is the model that you should go on. This is the model that you should ignore. Mm-hmm. Or is he using what we would look at and be like, "Oh, they're the wise ones, obviously, because they were prepared ahead of time." Yeah. Oh, those are the foolish ones because they weren't prepared ahead of time, but that's not the the differentiation that Jesus makes. And you, you know, we I, I mentioned that in the sermon, and, and you came to that conclusion and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that's why in this particular passage, it's important to look at the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think before we press record, you were mentioning like. Oh, this the the beginning of uh like why did we start in Matthew twenty-four forty two? Yes. When that was like the ending of the last message. Yeah, right? I was really the, confused. <laughs> but I did that intentionally because there the Matthew twenty-four forty-two, this is therefore keep watch, is a is a connecting bridge to what's happened before to what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And Matthew uses this uh uh literary um format called an inclusio which is another word for that would be like an envelope, like a beginning and an end you sandwich yeah. in, right? And sense. so Matthew twenty four forty two starts with, therefore, keep watch. Yes. And then we get down to Matthew twenty five thirteen, and it says, so you too, keep watch. And Matthew's making the point that these stories run together. And I've said it before, if I could play a practical joke on Christianity <laughs> to make all the <laughs> chapter and verse markings disappear. Oh my
1: goodness. I feel like... As much as I feel like that would be confusing, I actually understand it in this sense. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot more sense to not have like, my Bible has like bold, orange, 25. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess they don't go together.
0: So right there is a, a key moment that we often don't fully understand how the chapter and verse markings on our Bibles directly influence our understanding and interpretation of text, because we'll automatically Dichotomized passages will move them and say, "Oh, this isn't connected to the other." But Matthew twenty-four fourteen or Matthew twenty-four forty-two through Matthew twenty-five thirteen are directly connected together. So Taylor and I spent some time to kind of dive into what does it look like for those to be connected together. Exactly. And so there's something important that we have to learn in between those two things. Yes. Right. So they're there for a reason. Then we have to ask ourselves, what is that reason for? Mm-hmm. And you look at the 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 lessons from the parables now it makes sense oh the ones who keep watch are the ones who jesus is trying to help us pay attention to yeah so the the good servant the faithful servant he's keeping watch doesn't know if the master's coming back this afternoon or next week Mm -hmm. but the house is going to be in order but the bridesmaids on the other hand both of those groups fall asleep Mm -hmm. and as i was looking deeper into this it was uh i too had that kind of dissonance of like We can't look to the wise ones. Yeah. Definitely can't look to the foolish ones. So where? (laughs) So where do we look, right? So I was looking at some commentaries and a lot of them say that the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And throughout the Bible, that is a general theme. Oil representing Holy Spirit represents the presence of God in our lives and those type of things. It's, It's a marker of salvation. Okay. Right. And if in this story, if we apply that, there gets some funky theology because there's this idea oh the the commentators would say uh, you can't share the holy spirit with others your person like how the holy spirit personally fills you and your it just kind of gets gets a little bit weird <laughs>
1: <laughs> like just thinking about like not being able to share jesus like what that yeah, makes no sense
0: it right, doesn't make sense and then you take the story a little bit further and if the, the you can't share the holy spirit and the holy spirit's the marker of salvation and therefore the wise ones who have salvation who have the oil who have the holy spirit are yeah. led into the party the other bridesmaids the foolish ones actually go and get oil and they're able to make it to which the means party. they
1: should be able to get into the party if it right. was the holy spirit but
0: they're not let in no and so, so what it can't be it can't be right no. there's something different Mm-mm. and uh and i and i mentioned this in the message too like what would it look like if the the wise ones were like let's 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 make this work like we've got enough oil like let's partner together that's like exactly what arm. i was
1: <laughs> thinking i was like what if they just shared what if they were just mm-hmm. like oh or like buddy buddy system you know like yep. well i have mine so just follow me like why yeah. can't you do that and then that would if you said like oh just follow us we have the light well, that isn't that everywhere? Like Jesus says, "Follow me." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was really confused. I was like, "Man, this could have gone so much better." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but then I got it. Once yeah. it was like, "No, we can't be like either one of them." Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, there's there's the shout that goes out, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, bridegroom's coming! Bridegroom's coming!" Yeah, and then Jesus comes down to the end of it and he says, "So you two must keep watch." And I mentioned mentioned this in the message. Keep watch can also mean keep your eyes open, don't fall asleep. Yes, that whole idea. And who fell asleep in the story?
1: All of them. <laughs> all of them. All the bridesmaids fell asleep. Yeah.
0: But it was the 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 people that were attending the bridegroom said, Hey, the bridegroom's coming, the bridegroom's coming, and let people know about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I just oh my goodness. And I'm going like I'm gonna be honest. I it sounds so familiar, but I can't remember where I was taught or like where I talked about and heard about the Holy spirit, like represented in oil. I know that's probably like super Mm -hmm. like kid, like child level, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have heard that like a long time ago, but I completely, if I've heard it, I completely forgot it. So hearing, yeah. So hearing that part, I was like, Oh man, like I should have known that, (laughs) but like to just think about that. But anyways, I find that kind of funny. It's a good reminder.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Was there anything that, um, for you, like didn't sit well or like anything that I that I shared or like from your study of it that just like I don't know that I agree with that
1: I'm gonna be honest I think that was like I think the bridesmaids just kind of threw me for a loop so that was the (laughs) main thing (laughs) that I you know it kind of it kind of went in stages it was like I read it and I was digesting it and then I had like my realization I was like that's not right and then I just got frustrated because I was like Why is, it's almost like Jesus is like trying to trick us with Mm -hmm. these like parables, Mm -hmm. but then he's just trying to get you to look deeper. But anyways, that was like, that was the main thing that stood out to me
0: Okay,
1: that was kind of new and a little bit unclear. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that's also because being in college, well, just being in school in general, you want everything to be right in front of you all the time. So like Mm -hmm. if you're, I, I, I remember back in high school, like I had this history class And all of the questions for our homework, it was just like, oh, my goodness, I have to, like, dig really deep. And, (laughs) like, you know, and you just don't want to. And it's, like, really frustrating. And, like, the answer is on, like, five different pages and you have to piece it all together. And so I was always like, oh, man, well, that's how I kind of feel about this. But, like, in a good way, it's like, oh, you have to, like, put the pieces together because it's not – it's it's not always going to be, sometimes it is, but it's not always going to be right there, right in front mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. There's the answer simple. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to like look for it, which I think yes. is kind of cool.
0: That's why I think it's important to kind of chew through scripture within context because mm-hmm. oftentimes the story of the bridesmaids is taken out of its context. Yeah. It's just, oh, story of the bridesmaids. And if you just take the story of the bridesmaids, you don't include verse 13. You don't talk about the faithful yeah. and the, the evil servant. Mm-hmm. It, you can like, oh yeah, that's it. But what, what a what a picture of, um, of God that like, time runs out and what's supposed to get you through doesn't, and it's mm-hmm. you're it just it. There's dissonance there. Yeah. Right? And I think also we have to be careful in Jesus used parables to to teach, right? Yeah. And we have to be careful how far we push a parable in terms of what it represents. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> yes. Because you could like, oh, that's how the the end times are going to go down and that the jesus is going to be coming back and there's mm-hmm. some people are going to be heralding it and i've got to make sure i'm ready for myself and that's what's going to get me in yeah jesus says that's not the point of this parable. No. the parable <laughs> is to stay awake mm-hmm. and to say hey the bridegroom's coming and if you're a part of the group that says the bridegroom's coming they get into the party yeah and exactly you're able it. to usher some other people in as well
1: Hmm. i love i love that and also I will say something that if we're talking about it being like bookends and kind of like a sandwich. Mm -hmm. So say, say, you know, the beginning of chapter 25 wasn't right there at the bridesmaid. Say it Mm -hmm. did just flow. So what would be, I I guess I would kind of struggle with that just because they seem so, how could they be all together if the parable about the faithful servant versus the wicked servant is almost like, the way that I view it is it's almost like directly contradictory to the bridesmaids because, you know, if it's if he is a faithful servant and he is watching out for others, well, mm. then you're talking about bridesmaids that aren't watching out for others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, how do those go together mm. if it was one chapter
0: yeah, I think they go together um, because we we can't dichotomize the wise and the foolish virgins. Mm-hmm. We dichotomize the bridesmaids versus those who are heal- heralding the coming of the king. Okay. And so the two different groups, you've got bridesmaids mm-hmm. versus the shout. And the other one, you've got the good and faithful servant versus the evil servant.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder how you could like make those... I don't know. Like, yeah. you can't change the Bible. Like, how would you make them go better together? That's right. not what I meant. But for me, anyways. I mean
0: that—that's for me how I how I make sense of uh, of that. And I'd love if there's a, the listener listening. to This is like I disagree. I would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's your, What's your thought? What's your take on it? Because that's the way in in my study of it that I came down to to my conclusion. Mm-hmm. And the the focus of that particular um, section of scripture. Um, pull my notes here so i i quote it right so the the parable of the the thieves or the the good yeah let me back this up shane you can fix this in post (laughs) (laughs) um the the good servant versus the evil servant our expectations drive our outlook right so if we're expecting the master to come back Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a different outlook on how we treat people how we go about life oh yeah oh jesus coming back 100 years from now like doesn't matter how i live right before i die i'm gonna Mm -hmm. but Jesus for you could come back this afternoon. Yes. Like heaven forbid, we leave this recording right now. Yeah. Something happens to one of us. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus came for you then. Because you Mm -hmm. fall asleep, the next thing you know is Jesus. And then you look at the the parable of the the bridesmaids. God desires that we know him and he know us. Because it was important when they came to the door that they were known to the bridegroom. Yes. The ones that were there and a part of the the processional were known by the bridegroom. The Mm -hmm. others that came later... And to think about that, if I place myself within the, the quote unquote, air quote, uh, wise virgins or wise, wise bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. What if I'm turning my back to someone who needs to be a part of that, but I selfishly carry forward. And that, that's actually a part that I haven't fully like figured out in my mind mm-hmm. is that part of the parable, because it's, it, I think it still rings true about that we need to be a part of the heralds and letting everybody else know. Yeah. But why is it that the the wise bridesmaids even though they're very selfish towards others, yes, are still accepted They it? still
1: get in. That's true. I didn't think about that. So, considering it's not like the typical, like I just thought about this, but considering it's not like the typical easy to see good versus bad, um Do you think that maybe all, I don't know, that all of the bridesmaids are obviously more the example of what not to do, but for different reasons. Mm. It is, I mean, but that is still confusing as Mm. to the ones with the oil. They did get in, but that doesn't mean that they were right that doesn't mean that they were more right than the others because the others mm. went and fixed the issue and they got their oil, but they still weren't let in. Mm-hmm. Well, the others had the oil, but they were too selfish to share it. So that's their flaw. So each one of them has a flaw. Mm. So it's, I don't know the way I'm seeing it more now is like, they're both wrong. There's no levels of wrong. Mm-hmm. And the only, the only saving grace is the ones who woke them up. And that's how we should be mm-hmm. the shouts. Yeah. Yeah just right off the bat, reading it, m- my thought process was drawn to those that had the oil and mm-hmm. didn't share it mm-hmm. because immediately I was like, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like even, even if they're like, Oh, they think they're better than cause they remember their oil. I was like, I want to be the one that shares. Yeah. I want to be the, I want to be the fifth bridesmaid that has my oil and decided to share with the others, yeah. even if it means, and that's, Ooh, that's something I just thought of too is, what if that meant by sharing they couldn't go in yeah but that's selfless mm-hmm. and we're called to be selfless and we're mm-hmm. called to mm-hmm. maybe give up some of our things so that others can have the same privileges or yeah i don't know be willing to i'm trying to figure out how to put it in better words but
0: mm-hmm. be give up of my expectations and my hopes and my dreams my ambitions so that somebody else can know Jesus. Yes, exactly. And it it be to the point that it's okay that if I don't make it in, I know somebody else has.
1: And you know, like I would know that I acted like Jesus and that Mm -hmm. should be enough Mm -hmm. because acting like Jesus is so much more rewarding than knowing you didn't act like Jesus and (laughs) regretting it for the long run. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's really interesting. Yeah.
0: I think it comes down to, you know, there's the, the classic argument of like, so what if, um, if, you know, the Christian belief is that there's some type of afterlife? We don't like to use that term because it's yeah. kind of Eastern religion type of thing. But mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, there is. You know, we, there, we have a belief that once we die, we sleep. And yes. then there's something else that happens after. There's, a, there's an eschatological event that brings the end of this world as we know it. And yes. it's recreated without sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an argument that goes like, well, what if we're wrong? Oh, Like we live our whole lives with this kind of heaven bound mindset for that that afterlife. But what if we're wrong? And people will use that argument to say then, well, I don't want to risk that because I want to live it up here with earthly pleasures. Mm. And when I think about that, that breaks my heart because even if we're wrong, and I don't think we, we, I mean, we're going to be, the Bible talks about no eye has seen, no ear has heard, or, nor has entered in the heart of, of humanity what God has prepared for his people. So we're going to mm-hmm. be blown out of the water either way. Yeah. But even if I'm wrong, I will have been thankful that I left this world a better place. Yes. That even if there isn't a reward waiting on the other side, mm-hmm. I want to live my life in such a way that, not to my credit, but that for the good of other people, that yes. they, their suffering could have been alleviated a little bit. Which is directly
1: that, showing Jesus in everything you do.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Oh, I like that. I like looking at it that way.
0: I think one of the biggest things that came out for me in the course of our conversation and the study of this message was the reality of the necessity to look out for those around us. Within the context of Jesus' second coming, it keeps coming up over and over again look out for the people around you. And Taylor and I talked more about what the, the difference between the, the wise and the foolish bridesmaids and that connection with being the shouts. And what came of that was a deeper understanding that God calls us to be helpers. Uh, kind of like how Mr. Rogers puts it. Uh, he says, look for the helpers. And I wanna take it one step further and say, be a helper. When you see others helping, go join in with them. When I help other people, I'm placing my own needs aside, my own ideologies, the, the things that, that I hold near, I'm placing that aside to make sure that someone else can get where they need to go. The reality of it is when, when I thought of the question, are you ready for this particular uh, message, this engaged question, are you ready? It's not necessarily a question of, do you have everything together in order to be able to, to to fulfill the mission of the calling. No, it's it's more of a, are you, are you ready to go? Are you ready to, to, to make a change? Are you ready to, to help some others? I don't have to have it all together because when I help someone else, that makes me ready. The last thing I asked Taylor to finish up our conversation was this, how would you summarize the message?
1: I saw that question and I summarized it and then I, I don't know, maybe I like already knew like you were going to ask for like a more simple. But then as I wrote the simple version, I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's kind of harsh. Basically, if I, if I go with the simple version, I'd say it's to ready yourselves and no one can do it for you. But that was before we started talking mm-hmm. because now, oh my goodness, now that we've unpacked things, I feel like it's less of, are you ready? And how can you help others? Which is what I like to look at. Um, so let's see, if I had to change, if I had to change what I had written down, trying to figure out what that would look like now, <laughs> because we've gone over so much and it's yeah. been like so cool. Yeah that it's totally changed my view on, oh, this is all about you. Mm -hmm. This is all about like, are you ready? Mm -hmm. And in a sense, almost like, okay, yeah, it's great, but other people aren't your problem. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's actually like, yeah, are you ready? But how can you help others get ready? Mm -hmm. You should know that you yourself are ready, but ooh, but we, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) but we like in getting ourselves ready, no, in getting others ready, we're also getting ourselves ready because we're getting even more on fire for Jesus. Hmm. Which means, I mean, honestly, if I'm to the point where I'm helping others get ready, wouldn't that mean that I'm ready? Mm-hmm. Or at least hoping to be ready, doing my best to in be the ready? Process of being yes, ready. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, ooh, I would almost be tempted to turn it around and say, how can you help others get ready? and yourself in the process Hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i don't know that's like the simplest way i can think of but it's like so much bigger than that
0: yeah yeah no i like that um i'm always curious like what people take away from it because i have the weekly struggle of coming down to that like i've studied so much Mm -hmm. like these are all the cool things yes but like what's what's the what's the one thing what's what's the thing that people need to take away oh that's so hard from right (laughs) Uh, but it's actually cool to hear you articulate that because that's pretty much, I don't know that I had articulated in those words, mm-hmm. but that's what I was driving at that. It's not so much of like, Oh, do I have my checklist in order? Do I got yes. everything together? It's more of a question of, I don't know if you've ever maybe ridden a roller coaster um, or gone on like some type of automobile adventure or something like a four by four in the mountains. Yeah. And somebody next to you is like, you ready? <laughs> and in that moment, That's you're like, scary. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, but it's not a necessarily a question of, uh, it's not a question of, well, did you, do you have the checklist? Do you have this? Do you have everything mm-hmm. together? It's, it's more of a signal of like, we're about to go. Yeah. You know? And I think <laughs> when in asking that, um, question as the engaged question, that was the engaged question, right? Are you, Are ready? you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you I had that the, that question in mind is not so much that idea of the checklist. Like, yes. Do you have everything in order before we go? Mm-hmm. It's more of a signal of like, we're about to get a move on. You ready to go? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, okay. You <laughs> know, and we, the beautiful thing about that is that we don't have to have our lives in order mm-hmm. to follow Jesus in that way. Because Jesus takes care of everything else. Thank goodness. Right? <laughs> I don't have my <laughs> life anywhere near <in> order.
1: <laughs>
0: but he still uses us to reach other people. Yes. And in the process of helping other people, we're ready. Look at the faithful servant. Mm-hmm. He was busy. She was busy looking after the people that were under the master's household. Yes. And by and doing she was still that, blessed. when the master came back, oh, everything's, people have been taken care of. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Uh, you look at the... Parable of the the bridesmaids and, and the shout. The bridesmaids weren't necessarily really ready, but nope. the shout came, <laughs> mm-hmm. and when the shout came, there were people that were ushered into into the wedding party, into salvation, into eternity with Jesus. Yeah. Um. And so, like you said, I want to be a part of the group that's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> let exactly. Let's go. <laughs> how because can I help you? How can I help you? Because mm-hmm. in that process, I become ready.
1: Yes. I think that's totally that completely like our conversation has just completely changed like how i viewed this i walked mm. in thinking like oh man there's th- i mean compared to like last week's there's not that many verses and <laughs> man i feel like i've got this <laughs> no like unpacking it i was like whoa there's a lot yeah. i didn't think about there and especially like what some may think is like the simplest thing like oh the title can actually be like the hardest part to be able to mm-hmm. summarize and say, hey, this is what I want you to get out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is something I hadn't thought about. It's
0: my struggle every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: And that's been your retake for the message Thieves, Servants, and Bridesmaids. Thank you so much for joining this week and hey we want to hear from you if there's a comment that you want to leave send it to us on instagram on whatever social media platform you use that can get it our way Uh, we'd also love for you to leave a voice message there'll be a link in the description of this podcast where you can click on and record a response a question anything you'd like to send to us Uh, send it our way you never know your voice might be heard in this podcast so from my heart to yours thank you so much for listening. We hope that this podcast has challenged you. It's caused you to think a little bit more. And uh, hopefully at the end of the day, it's gotten you to understand a little bit more of the heart of Jesus. We'll catch you next week.